take two of episode two, <laughs> throwing smoke, representing the blue corner from Married AF, part of the Civilized Creatures Podcast Network, Uncle Randy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Representing the red corner, part of the NE podcast that you can catch every Wednesday live on their YouTube channel, part of Inner Circle Podcast Network, Joe B. Absolutely. Good to be back with you, sir. Had a little uh, hiccup uh, last week. Wanted to throw all my podcasting shit away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, both of us. I am, if you haven't noticed, trying to redo the studio and live the moniker of the lounge podcast of the Inner Circle. And in doing so, I'm trying to make my internet longer because the modem's way the fuck over wherever. And I don't know, the connector that I got, it just wasn't working and I couldn't figure it out. I was freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, fuck it. I just, I go set it up how it was before being, being 10 minutes late, uh, for the stream already or 20 minutes late for the stream already. And then I come into you having (laughs) audio issues and it's like, what? All right, we're just, I'm done with this. Yeah, it was destiny. I, I should have called it way soon. Like I hung in and fought it way too long. I could see it on your like you were resigned to it, which makes sense that you had been fighting it already, and we're done. Because when we when we finally called it, I was you know this close to throwing <laughs> my mixer through the wall and telling everybody it's over. It's been a good ride. Oh, that shit will fucking piss you off, man. People don't realize this shit gets frustrating. It's it's a grind. There's technical issues, uh, especially going live. It's yes. it's a whole other animal. Where I I like it. I, I, do I don't. Too. The technical shit. I mean, it bothers me. Obviously, like especially when it when it stops a show from happening. Mm-hmm. That's that's an issue. But for the most part, compared to how I was on a previous show, I'm just whatever, dude. It's. Yeah, I'm with you. That's the right way to be. And that's how Brooke was telling me, like, stop, you know? And and she was right. I mean, it takes me a minute, but sometimes I've got to remember, like, dude, this has got to be fun, you know? Like, stop. Stop being so serious. But it happens. But we got, so we got a lot to catch up with, man. Tell me what's up. Where do we want to start and holy Christ, dive in? Uh, There's so much. A lot to go. I mean, these are kind of old news, so we can breeze right over them. We don't have to get too in depth. I'm sure they've been covered on every other MMA show, but I'm again, throwing smoke brand new. We're going to start killing this shit because we're bigger fans than the people that put on their show. Uh, McGregor apologized to the guy that he thumped in the bar, whatever. Obviously he knows he's wrong and then gets called out by Frankie Edgar or calls out Frankie Edgar. They're down to scrap. What do you do with him? Well, a couple of things. I watched his whole apology. I watched him on his interview with Ariel and he said all the right things. Like, I mean, if you're going down a checklist now, do I believe him? It's hard to, because he's so damn rich and he's such a star. So it's hard to believe him. I hope though, he said the right things for the first time in a long time. And the fan of him as an athlete and me, I want to believe. Now, the calling out Frankie Edgar thing, <clears throat> that really doesn't make sense. I think Frankie actually stomps him. I think he needs to come back and fight Poirier. That's the fight, both of them. I think they need to go run it back 
because for one, he's got a good chance to get another win. If he loses again, he's done. Uh, yeah, Poirier just called it, kind of called him out today. Not really called mm-hmm. him out. Just said that let's let's run it back. They fought before. Connor got the better at the first time. Let him do it again. I could see that. Frank Ager, I could see that because it also sets him up as a wrestler like Kahib is, and he wants that rematch in Moscow. I think Kahib really wants it too just because it's a payday, bro. It's a huge payday, uh-huh. and to stomp him on your home country, like you already mauled him before. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, yeah, hundred percent. I get the fight. I still think Tony. Well, again, we can touch on that after in a little while. <clears throat> but I think Connor needs to win. Like that's that's the bottom line. Agreed. No matter it, who he fights, he needs dude. to be smart about who he fights coming back. It's not he. There's no cans out there for him, and no one would respect him fighting a can. But he needs to fight someone that he has a chance to beat. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, what do you do? You're on a two-fight lose streak. Yeah, I mean, you're a draw. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's evident. The numbers show it. But at the yeah. same time, you got to produce. That's the only thing I think that at least keeps John Jones having fans is that he still wins. That's You're absolutely right. Nothing makes people forgive quicker than winning. But if right. you're fucking up and you're not even fighting – People people get tired of that. You know what I'm saying? You got if you come and win though, and you win with old school McGregor flair, dude, all's forgiven. Quick. I mean, it's crazy how we're like that, but it is. Hell yeah. Uh Rumble's coming back to the heavyweight division. Not back to the heavyweight, but coming back to the UFC and going up to the heavyweight division. Holy shit, I'm, man. <laughs> dude, I'm so excited. Uh what? I love Rumble. What a human being. The size of him now, it scares me. But, I mean. He should play Steel. Like, you know, uh, the, the Superman. Yep. After he dies and then the dude comes back, he should play Steel. That dude is fucking jacked. Dude, do you know how hot his jacked. piss is, though? His piss would light both of our houses on fire <laughs> right now. I mean, you could see it in his face. His face is so round. Like yes. that that's just yeah. steroid face. I mean, but he's huge and he's got he's always had knockout power, so fuck. But I mean, he's going into the pool. He's doing it yeah. legit. It's not that they're they're letting him be like, "Oh yeah, just come fight fucking tomorrow." Like he's going through the pool. It's going to be a, yeah. a year, a year and a half before he gets to fight. Agreed. He'll be uh I feel like though, honestly, he'll fight before then. I think it'll be early next year because all he's got to be in it is for 6 months. So I feel like he's going to be set up, and he'll be fighting by summer, early summer, I bet, before. But he'll be down. Like right now, he'd look – I don't know what he weighs. He looks 270. Fucking giant. <laughs> he looks 270. <laughs> but the guy used to make 170. Yeah, Unbelievable. That's, yeah, that's ridiculous. He's killing it. If somebody had a time machine, why would you not go back and be like, no, no, no way, bro. This ain't, this ain't for you. Dude, un- unreal. But I love some Rumble. Uh, I love his, uh, you know, you know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get your either head knocked off or or you're going to gas him out and beat him. But he, if you step in front of one, that's your problem. I mean, you can ask Glover to share his tooth. That thing's Dude, that still rising. That thing's still rising through the universe. Uh, 
Uh, that was some crazy shit. I still think in his second DC fight, he gave up in that fight. Agreed. Like, he just didn't want to be there. He got stuck against the cage, and it didn't even look like he was fighting. There was no resisting. There was multiple times in that fight where they could have just, all right, dude, come on, separate. Let's do something like this. It was ridiculous. I know. And poor DC tried to carry him to make it a fight. Like, DC could have could have ended him even sooner like finally you could almost see dc trying to whisper to him like bitch put up a fight for a second you know shit let's at least go another round but Uh, yeah i think he gave up Paige van zandt wants to be paid more said she got paid more on her instagram page than fighting (sighs) that's sad Bring, bring in the crowd no shit it, uh, if you want to get paid, bring in the numbers. Sell sell the merch. If you're such a hot commodity, people should be buying your shit all up in your product, not just on a model where it's kind of for free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, in her defense, she's had a, I mean, she's had like three surgeries on her broken arm. Like her scar on her arm runs from the wrist to her elbow along this side. She kept re-breaking it. Oh, if she could... Uh, if she could stay healthy, she's a good scrappy little fighter. You know what I mean? And she's a smoke show and that's what the UFC needs. But, uh, fuck man. I mean, if, but, you, but numbers you know, dictate. Sh- agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to say like fight more, fight better people put on, I don't know, be a draw. Yeah. You gotta fight more. You, you have the looks, I guess, if that's what you're going for, but to say, oh, I'm a model and I make more money doing that. So do that. Look at uh, Luke Rockhold. That dude shouldn't fight. Fucking retire, bro. Yeah, he should never fight again. But you're actually right. And there's a tendency going or there's you can see the way the UFC and Dana are going. I mean, look at that shit. They cut Kat Zingano. Yeah. Got rid of her. That's crazy. Cyborg gone. Paige saying she's not getting paid. Well, you got to make a choice there. If you want to be a fighter. You know, it is what it is. You got to fight. You got to force their hand. But learn from Cyborg. Don't make up some bullshit. If you want to see how to negotiate with the UFC, do like Connor did. Make it undeniable. He came in talking shit and backed it up for a year, year and a half straight. And then they had no option but to pay him. They had no option. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he brought in... I mean, the ticket sales, pay-per-view numbers are huge when he fights. There's Dude, he brought the whole country of do? Ireland to Vegas <laughs> and to Boston. I mean, fuck. Yeah. Uh, C.B. Dalloway got suspended for two years, PED. To be honest, I'm surprised you're still fighting. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised anyone gives a shit. That, that dude, I mean, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember when he got hurt at the elevator? At a UFC, and he sued him because he had a yeah, back injury. Yeah. The, the elevator failed, and he supposedly it yeah. fell like half a story and tore his back up. Yeah. What I would appreciate more from these guys, because when you accept the two years, no matter what you say, you're saying, yep, I got popped. But nobody will just say, fuck, yep, they got me, you know, until they're forced to. And he, of course, is saying the same bullshit that said just because of his back injury, he never knowingly took it. Yeah, I'm over that yeah. shit. 
Yeah, just just fucking man up and say that you did it already. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's whatever. You're healing your back. You're getting older. You fucking. Do yeah, he's not. Shit. He's no one cares, and he's not a draw. And it's crazy that he thinks anyone cares. Poor CB. He was a wrestler with uh, big potential, but uh, no no backstory. You know what I'm saying? He's just uninteresting. And you got to be interesting, you know, if you want to be a star in this game. Uh, yeah. Well, he was with, like, a tough class. I mean, you had, like, Joe Lozon. Yeah. That was when, like, um, who else was big? Matt Brown was probably bigger then. Uh, Both those guys have stories, though. Look, Joe Lozon looks like the nerdy kid that you picked on in school that could end up kicking your ass, and he doesn't stop like the Terminator. Matt Brown is an evil, scary man that his soul deep down inside is dead. He gives zero fucks. And then here comes along big, muscular, goofy-looking bastard and C.B. Dalloway that, mm. you know, I don't know, just bored me. It always made me yawn. <laughs> it's like uh, Matt Riddle. Is that his name? Yeah. He's in, like, WWE now. <laughs> yeah. That's the ticket. Old Kane is showing that's the way, too. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking uh, the Lucha Luchador mm-hmm. shit. That's crazy. He uh, was cyborg. Oops, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say Kane just actually surprised me. He was a very good pro wrestler. Yeah. Smart of him to move on while he still can and not injure himself more in fighting. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Hopefully he's not fucking flying off cages and shit. Although they did show him like flipping around, right? Like it was pretty crazy. Yeah, he's for, good. I mean, for his back injuries. You would think that you're not supposed to be moving like that. Mm-hmm. But at least here it's controlled in pro wrestling, where in MMA, you never know how much the guy you're competing against is going to give you. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. never know. Yeah. That's where you get injured a higher tendency, especially when you've got uh, vulnerabilities like he's got. But, yeah, wish him the best. Love some Kane. One of the best ever heavyweights. Fuck yeah. Uh, Cyborg signs with Bellator, which – Obviously, after she got cut, where else was she going to go? Of course. It'd be stupid not to sign her. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to... Coker knows what the fuck he's doing. He'll take a, a UFC scrap when it's still uh, edible. And she's still got some uh, some tread on her tires. I mean, they can... if they. I, don't, I haven't heard if Kat has signed anywhere, but if they sign Kat Zingano, I'd make that fight in six fucking weeks or 12 weeks, like, immediately. Yeah. Or do a tournament, you know, and make a 145 women's division and start one of their fucking tournaments and let yeah. them work their way toward each other. Hopefully Cat's eye would be all right. That's the one thing <clears throat> I haven't heard or seen of, like, if uh, the eye ever healed up after that toe went through it. Yeah, that was a gross one because it was the toenail, too. It wasn't like, <laughs> it was like getting a razor blade raked across uh, the top of your eyeball. Yeah, no, that was, that was not... <laughs> Not something I would ever want to have happen ever. No, and to me, it just shows too where the UFC is willing to part ways with people because you know Cat's been one of my favorite female fighters forever. Mm. I mean, I was a big fan of Cat's, and I still am. But <clears throat> shit, UFC ain't fucking around anymore. They have a lot of money to make up for, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure they're making it, but I think they are having a harder time finding those stars yeah with with longevity like you had um 
Oh shit! What the fuck's his name? Dude that fought uh, T.J. Dillashaw. We're the better fans. I can't remember his name right now. Cody Garbrandt. Yeah. Cody. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. High moment. Uh, well, his chin went bye bye. I mean, all of a sudden, like, and that happens. You know, T.J. knocked him out twice, and uh, he hasn't been right since. I don't know what uh, happened, but well, you, you know, know T.J. Fucking PEDs, man. I'll only get that EPO and smash, <laughs> yeah. your, smash your face. Dude, TJ, that, that bastard, he is the Lance Armstrong of the UFC because, God, he was so adamant and dug in about not using steroids and then got popped. <sighs> Better tests, I guess. Yep. Where, and, that, dude, where has he been? Well, he dropped off the earth after he made his little, uh, and he acknowledged it and did his video. He hasn't went anywhere. And what's funny is Dwayne Ludwig, who used him as his poster boy for his gym, had to stop using TJ Dillashaw. So it's killing everybody. Yeah, you know, there's a whole, it trickles down all the way to Boss Rutten because uh, Boss Rutten is Dwayne Ludwig's sensei. So everybody's feeling it all the way to Boss Rutten. Which is, I mean, it's interesting just given the fact that somebody like John Jones. Who, I mean, you, he's like up here with the bar of shit that he got into mm-hmm. and, and is still saving grace where TJ, I mean, cyborg shit was very hard just to get her in here. No doubt. And here the hard part with cyborg, and I said it from the jump, and I'm going to get a lot of people mad at me probably right now for saying this when they hear it. But she's so unattractive, and I'm sorry, but I'm not going to lie. It kills her marketability. She's unattractive, bad, and that's not good in women's MMA. I'm sorry. I wish it were different, but to attach all of the mainstream fans, which a lot of them are 18 to 35-year-old men, that's just what it is. And if you look like Frankie Edgar's uncle, but you're fighting, you know, women— it just it doesn't do anything for him, you know. Honestly, guys like to see Paige Van Zant, Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm, even you know the fucking uh, the Karate Hottie. I mean, shit, these girls are smoke shows and Misha killers. Tate. Misha Tate is one of the goats for sure. Cans for days. Mm. Gina Carano was probably my first oh, uh, my first her. MMA crush. Dude, she's a trailblazer but boy did cyborg whoop that ass uh and the winner of last week's fight jessica andrage got her shit beat in by you know how to pronounce all that name yeah it's wheelie zong i mean i'm sure i'm saying it wrong but it uh, wheelie zong (laughs) she's the chinese girl and she is a nightmare dude what the fuck she i (laughs) i never heard of this person and to watch the the highlights of the scrap go down, watch the fight. Like uh, I went back like a couple of days later. Yeah, dude, she beat the shit out of that girl. Like that was, I was not expecting that. That was ruthless. I've never seen a female fighter that scary when uh, Wheelie really turned it on there when Andrade was like. Because usually Andrade bullies everybody, you know, yeah. they, they, she's the one. And she came forward and Wheelie was like, oh, okay, this is my shit. 
and she poured it on her and I was like, holy God. Beat the brakes off of her, stopped her real quick, made Andrage quit. Andrage covered up and and quit, which is unheard of. You have the hiccups there, you need a minute? Yeah, I'm good now. But <laughs> what what really got to me, and it's funny because we always talk about our dream matchups, the first thing I thought of after watching that beatdown was how much I want to see Wheelie fight come up one weight class and fight Valentina. Mm. Those two assassins. Be the best scrap. women's fight. Be <clears throat> it would be scrap. awesome. I think uh, UFC should use this opportunity to almost do a big event with Bellator and have Nunez fight Cyborg again. That could work. Build up a a huge card. You know what I mean? Charge your hundred dollars. Yeah. I don't care. I'll fucking pay that shit. But put on like your 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 talent versus talent type shit. I like it. I mean, I want to see. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys over there. You got uh, Chandler that could whoop anybody in the UFC. Mike Chandler. Yeah. And then you got fucking uh, Smooth Henderson uh, Benson. He's yeah. still over there. You know, I'd like to see him run a lot of these guys. Matt Mitrione, Bader. I mean, there's tons, but it's about time for one of those. You're right. This is a perfect time to do uh Why not, right? A run it back with somebody. And if, if the UFC doesn't do it, Ryzen's gonna do it with Bellator soon and rob him of the, the thunder. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That would be huge for them too, especially I mean I'm sure a lot of people don't know about Ryzen. That might just be casual fans of MMA. We only watch UFC. I don't watch Bellator or any other sport, just UFC. Yeah, unless you're in Asia. Mm. If you're in Asia, one and Ryzen. Dude, one is uh, sick. I like yeah, that a lot. I do too. I mean, I, I think any of those. They could do, they could mix it all up. Just bring the champs, you know, from each of them. Do, you know, one from each weight class and have a fight. I'd pay, I'd pay $100 easily to watch it. Oh, hell yeah. I just figure with Bellator, right, that's easily the one and two. UFC Bellator, sure. that's the one and two. Mm-hmm. Then you have, what, DAZN? They have a lot of good shit on there. I mean, yeah. more boxing, but. Oh, shit. New stories that I wanted to talk about. The baddest. Mu- Dude, the people's fight, right? That's what this is. This oh, yeah. is the, the, fan, the fight for the fans. The baddest motherfucker on the planet belt. Jorge Masvidal, Nate Diaz, November 2nd. It was supposed to be, uh, what, Carl uh, Usman versus uh, Kobe Covington. They couldn't get the negotiations down right. And then now it's this. Fuck yeah, dude. Bring that shit on. I can't wait to see that. I'm glad that they made this fight. Me too, sir. Uh, And the UFC, what they did here, they pulled out their wiener on uh, boring Usman and fucking... Chell Sonnen 2.0 Kobe and said, look, you bitches aren't a big enough draw. Boom. We're going to let Nate Diaz and, and George headline a card with a non-title fight, and it's going to outperform every fight for this year. I'm calling it. It'll be the biggest card of the year. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else they said was on the card. Oh, Darren Till and... Uh, Kelvin Gaslam's on the yes, card. that's a good scrap. That's this Darren Till's last. This is he's got to do something. Yeah, 
And he's going up in weight, which is probably good. He's fighting at 185 instead of 170. So, uh, Did you find Usman's last fight boring against Woodley? <laughs> yeah, uh, at, not for me. Like When I say boring, it's for the average, not me or you. Me and you love wrestling, the beauty of wrestling. Me and you can see the beauty in a, in a ground fight. Most people can't, so I'm trying to speak from their terms. I thought he dominated Woodley. Shut him down. It was beautiful performance, but no one else really gave a shit. Yeah. And so when you come out and you're not a star yet and you try to pull some Conor McGregor shit, you know, especially when the UFC has one in the chamber here with a possible Jorge Nate Diaz super fight, you don't have a leg to stand on. That's kind of what this is, right? This is a super fight. This is the baddest motherfucker. Yeah, I think it's a super fight. I think it's the super fight. Fuck yeah! I'm not. I other than like the the Diaz Connor trilogy, even that dude. I think this is a a bigger fight than that. I think this has honestly, for all the fans, this is bigger than a title fight. More people will talk about this. More people will talk shit with their buddies about who they're picking. More people will be invested in the East Coast, West Coast. Thing, you know, it's just perfect. You know, you can't fucking uh, deny it. And they're both going to get paid. Oh, fuck yeah. How do you not? No, I mean, they both you... deserve to be paid regardless. Oh. But <clears throat> do you know what yeah. they're ranked? It's got to be what? One in maybe five. I don't know what Nate is. Yeah, but I've been watching these rankings. Conor McGregor's ranked third in the world yeah. in 155. How in the fuck? I mean, they're so bullshit. Because it's journalists. How do you get yeah, that job? Terrible. Can I get this job? <laughs> yeah, shit, I'm better than that. Fuck, pay me. I, I'd like that, to also work on the, uh, what do they say, the the pound for pound? I'd like to have that uh, rank in that vote. How do I get my to voice my opinion? You know, now that we have a show, we could probably submit ourselves to try to become one of those. We should. We'll go we really f- could, like, legitimately could try. Let's go full journalist and we'll get yeah. passes. Yeah. Shit, get some credentials, damn it. I'll go show up and ask some terrible questions. But I'll put the I'll put people in real rankings though. That Conor McGregor being third. Yeah, he shouldn't be third. It's crazy. You know, he's gotta fight his way back. It's just they're so biased and so bad, but it is what it is. This BMF belt, best thing they've done in a long time. At lightweight, who else do you have though for the top? You have Kahib, Poirier, obviously, so champion, Poirier's one, Ferguson's two, or vice yeah. versa. Yeah, and what what worries me for this fight, they've tried to put Khabib and Tony together four times. That fight has been booked four times and never happened. It has about as good of luck as us was for getting episode two out last week. <laughs> I mean, Khabib almost dies one time, then he doesn't make weight another time, and there's just always something. Tony, I hope it happens. You know, we'll get to that when you bring it up, because I got a lot to say on that for Khabib, so I want to save it. Uh, I saw the, I mean, I don't, I will say I do not watch as much Bellator as some of the fights are better than I expect. But there, I look for their stars like Michael Chandler, uh, Michael Venom Page. I look for their fights 
people mm-hmm. that are, people that I do know, like the other people, the the full card is not there yet for me. But I did walk, go back on the Bader versus Congo. Check, I mean, yeah, check Congo check. still still fighting. <laughs> but, crazy dude. He is an old. He is like forty four. Yeah, forty two or forty four. It's crazy. Uh, still, still as big as ever. But the eye poke that happened, dude, that was a brutal eye poke that didn't get called. And then Bader won, which, or no, it was ruled a no, a no contest. No contest. Bader keeps his double belts. Yep. But that, well, I, here, that eye poke was pretty vicious. Yeah, but you know what? I I go back on it and I look at all the other fighters I know and that I've watched and been fans of. And I don't think Czech wanted the smoke. He didn't want no more smoke. He was getting that ass whooped. I mean, bad. Bader was putting it on him the whole fight. It was going to be bad. It was going to be Bader takes him down, beats on him. That was going to be it. Czech's like, oh, shit, can't see. Sorry. To me. Like, I know that eye pokes are bad, but he didn't want the smoke. And then Rampage comes running in trying to with his old ass trying to get some smoke. Bader's already whooped his ass. Everybody wants to smoke on TV. They don't want Bader's a bad man. He is a bad, bad man. And people don't give him enough credit because his wins aren't the prettiest. But he beats the dog fuck out of people. But yeah, just couldn't couldn't get over that hump in the UFC. Yeah, he couldn't, uh, he never quite got over. You know, it's, like in professional wrestling, they talk about getting over. He was right there, always at the door. Talent was way good enough. Yeah. I mean, talent-wise, shit. But that's, it's it's weird, right? Because he's two-time champion in Bellator, yep. but just couldn't break that crest in the UFC. I think well, it's almost hard for him. He's He's very good looking. He's a white guy, wrestler. All American, so people are almost like you know what? Fuck that! I need you to have something interesting, like be from Ireland or, or you know, be fucking down to fight anybody, like the Diaz brothers. There's almost you have to have an authentic angle nowadays, or it's going to be hard for you to get over. Yes, like, people got to have something real interesting to hang on for you, or be Jorge Masvidal that used to fight in the backyard with Kimbo. Yeah. Uh, do you still get to watch boxing at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the last Fury Wilder fight? Of course. I've heard amazing things about it. I've seen clips of it. I did not watch it live, but I, I do know that they're getting the rematch. Fury, they're doing it again, which yep. that one I probably will get because now I'm curious enough. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they did, or um, Fury came <coughs> out. God bless you. No, thank you, sir. Uh <laughs> Fury came out and said that Wilder was trying to have him move aside so he could get these like other uh, the winner of the Andy Ruiz Anthony Joshua fight. Yep. So he could unify all four belts or whatever. But dude, fuck off, bro. Face your fucking rematch, and then the winner of that should get the winner of Joshua and Ruiz. I could see that happening, but don't can't jump skip early. No, and the thing is with Wilder, I love Wilder. He's an Alabama dude, uh, so, you know, roll tied together all day. But uh, I had Fury whooped his ass. I know that he dropped Fury in the 12th, but the overall fight, Fury was whooping his ass. 
and it wasn't even as close as everyone thought to be a draw to me. So he needs to relax on that bullshit because Fury's doing him a favor and going to get him paid again. I know their first fight, it got a lot of chatter amongst boxing community, but it didn't do great pay-per-view, but the next one will because just like you just said, yeah, you're everyone else is saying the same thing you just said. Like, I watched the highlights and shit, but shit, I'm in for part two now because I know this is a scrap. Yeah, between seeing like clips from it and then listening to everybody talk about it, how it went down, it's like, fuck, dude, I, I do not want to miss the next one. And he, same thing with uh, Ruiz and um, Anthony Joshua. Yeah, I think the whole world is rooting for Ruiz to knock him out again. I am. All right, I know I am. I can't fuck with Joshua. He's too he's too perfect and he's he's fighting my buddy, you know, from down the street that I grew up with, you know, that has a normal guy's body and is uh, tough as nails. I want that guy to win. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, while uh Wilder said or, or Fury, which is hilarious, Fury told Wilder if he keeps it up and he tries to dodge him since they've signed the rematch. He'll sue him for fifty million dollars, which that's no fucking around. No, nah, I'm sure he would too. He, I don't think Fury's <laughs> gonna fuck around. Yeah, I'll take that money, bro. Yep. Oh, you done shit. signed the contract. You need to shut up and just get ready to fight. Ah, oh, amazing. Uh, I did not have a chance to watch UFC 242. I was away for the weekend, which you can hear. Tomorrow, if you're watching this live on any podcast, uh, I see two people in the chat. Wayne, which I heard Wayne, about what's up, on, Wayne? Uh, Married AF. Wayne's been getting down with the civilized creatures shit. Oh, Wayne is the shit. He's uh, he's awesome. Sweet. So I'm trying to borrow a fan if he comes over to any <laughs> podcast also. Uh, tomorrow, I have one of yours also, Mr. DJ from Untrained Eye and Dragging the Table. Not that I don't, I don't know how you're that all works but i know he does that show too um yep <laughs> dude but yeah dude, that's gonna be a great one on, so i can't wait for that shit i have nothing planned where i can actually finally no interruptions because i always tune into any pod anyway but now i can listen to it uninterrupted and i want to hear dj fall flat on a couple of jokes because it's his <laughs> It's his thing. The dude is fearless. He'll throw out a shitty joke in a heartbeat and die with it. And I love that about him. <laughs> uh shit. So UFC 242 was this past weekend. You got to watch it. Yep. Uh, we had some picks going on that we, we did were good to talk about. Yeah, no, it was, it was. We tied. Yeah, we basically went. We both kind of ran the ball. I mean, they were only off on Islam, and, and I took uh, Poirier just for argument's sake. But I thought we – I mean, that that's a good representation of how much how much we follow this shit because we were pretty spot on. I picked uh, – so what had me picking Davi Ramos in the third, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I just listened to the fight companion with uh, Rogan and Bravo, and yeah. Brandon Schaub, Callan came in at the end. Yeah. But Eddie Bravo was also on on Ramos, the same thing. For sure. Because I figured that uh, Islam was going to take him down a lot. He sounded kind of like Kahim, like I'm just going to yep. take you down and maul you. But uh, Ramos was on a three-fight win streak with two out of those three being a submission. His jiu-jitsu yep. pretty good, so I figured, all right, he's going to get taken down. And I've n- I don't know anything about him. I was just reading 
the last the last shit. I figured he, yeah, he's gonna take him down, but maybe he can work that ground game and get a submission, guillotine, you know, Kamora or something. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but then going back in in reading the stats and and watching like highlights and stuff is like oh, all right no no this guy <laughs> this guy never had a chance <laughs> islam but, is the truth man them russians are taking over dude uh, i was trying though like i i for so but it was nice to hear bravo on the fight for companion sure. kind of like oh no shit like he's he's got submissions i'm like hey, mm-hmm. yeah maybe his jujitsu is that that much better we got this yep uh, shit islam is the truth man i'm telling that guy their stories from you know what I like to go on where you usually never get steered wrong is when you listen to guys, not journalists, not, you know, just talking heads that follow MMA, but their teammates, you know, mm-hmm. like when their teammates say this motherfucker is killing all of us, which is what they've said about Khabib for years. DC said Khabib doesn't lose rounds Ever. against him and Kane, Yeah, you know, at AKA. They're saying the same shit about Islam, so fuck. All right, well, at least the tradition carries on. Uh, no shit, but Russia's going to take all the belts. <laughs> if, uh, no doubt, for real. In the country, because they're friends with Trump. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Trump's loving it. No politics here. Uh, why did you pick Diego? Uh, you know, I just had... I just had a gut feeling, you know, I've looked at a, a few of their, uh, both guys last fights and I just had a fit, you know, I feel like he's due, he's worked his way up to get on a card like this. And I, I kind of expected it to go down just like it did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just had a gut, uh, a hunch there. I picked him Not- because he has fought more this year compared to, uh, uh, what the fuck's the dude's name? Tasumi? Tasumo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, can't pronounce his name. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I picked him over over the the Russian just because one was hurt in two thousand like sixteen or fifteen, didn't fought once in two thousand seventeen, once in two thousand eighteen. He's been around for a while. I've seen him fight mm-hmm. numerous times. Can I pronounce his name for shit? But I've seen yeah. him fight a a ton of times. Like he just pops up here and there, but. After his injury and you're only fighting once a year, this guy's already fought. I think he fought two times this year already. So you're yeah. already in that mode of fighting. You know what's up. And then mm-hmm. he, what I found weird, right, is him and I believe uh, Ramos mm-hmm. also had a canceled fight with uh, Francisco Trinaldo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I haven't seen. What what happened to him? Trinaldo? Yeah. I've seen him on a couple of cards. He's always been like a gatekeeper, dude, like a good gatekeeper. Like he's one of those guys, if you beat him. Right, but last couple of fights have been canceled, like recently. Yeah. Like they, they, it was almost like uh, Ramos, it was his fight before this one was Trinaldo, and it was canceled. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Fiera, same thing. Like it was supposed to be like another fight recent that was canceled. And it's like, oh shit, maybe he got hurt and got fucked up and or there's some other trouble or he's just done. He's been around for yeah. a long time. He has a long, long time. It could be either of those. You could be right, it could be an injury. Also could have got uh tested, popped, you know, for or gotten some kind of trouble. He's Brazilian, right? Isn't Trinaldo yeah. from yeah. He's the guy that looks the most like 
Cro-Magnon man possible, right? Like he. No, nah, he's pretty. Remember, no, this dude's pretty. I mean, he's jacked. He's kind of. Um, he's not caveman. He's not like a RDA. RDA yeah, he's is, darker complected though, right? He's a little darker than tan. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking. But yeah, he's been around. Dude, the dude is a beast. But yeah, he's been around. He could easily be a nagging injury or some shit that keeps popping up. I'm curious now. I should look that up for next time. Uh, Paul Felder. I like Paul Felder. I thought it. he was going to win, especially after what Kahib did to Barboza. Not that Felder's on that level, but he can wrestle. He can take you down. He can, um, yeah, put you against the cage where Barboza's a striker. I was surprised to hear that Barboza took him down that uh-huh. was interesting it was it was a uh he didn't do anything with it but yeah it was surprising I, I i listened to fight companion too and they were shocked i was too like um i thought barboza came out like a gangbuster first round was his clearly and the thing about felder to me is he's to me the definition of philly tough like mm. you can't you can't stop that guy He's incredible. He's fought through broken arms, um, all kind of shit, and not, never stopped. I don't think you can stop him. A ref would have to stop it. And he took every one of – Barboza kicked him with two consecutive body kicks, uh, switch kicks in the first round that sounded like baseball bats <laughs> to a skull. Uh, and it <laughs> blew me away. I mean, the, the judges – one of the judges gave it to Felder 30-27, which is robbery. Barboza won the first round. I think Felder took the second two rounds, and it was uh, They were pictures of her. I'm not sure if they were real. There was a, a a meme of her that went out as the judge that did the 30-27 to 27 round. She does <laughs> uh, jiu-jitsu. She's pretty high up there, if that means accurate. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. I haven't seen that. Uh, I'll find that shit. I'll send it to you, and then uh, we can go from there on it. But Paul Felder, actually, I love that guy. And I think after – I'm going to say something controversial here, but after Tony Ferguson, oh shit, I think he gives Khabib his hardest fight because Felder's not going to – you know, if you get, get him on the ground, he's not going to quit. He's not going to roll over and kind of give you his neck, and that's kind of – and we're inching our way to it. We'll talk about that with the Poirier fight. But uh, I don't know. I think you could give Khabib a better scrap than most people. Uh, yes. Uh, I felt the same, same way about Ally Quinta as far as, as Khabib comes. Raging Al. God, I love that guy. You take his fight on short notice and put him to a decision when you see his last, what, three fights and with a finish all kind of pretty much the same but everybody uh, rolled over and gave him his neck yeah yeah before we get too deep on that uh <laughs> i i want yeah that's a good fight for felder i think felder first the i mean if i would like to see he's him top first he's top he five now tony oh for sure but i mean you know say khabib runs through tony and everyone's used up. I'm not going to gripe if the UFC if the UFC said, you know what, Felder could be. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at it. No. I don't think it'll happen, but I wouldn't be mad at it. No, I do like his call out though with the I want a top five or I'm just done with your shit and it's I'll just fair. stick to commentating. 
He's a great commentator. He is that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's dope. I'm gonna tell you what what's gonna happen right now, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, Barboza was the favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. He was the he and was the higher ranked coming in and favorite to win the, the fight. So. He's the more athletic. He's the more talented. If you check all the boxes, Barboza should have whooped his ass. But what Barboza doesn't have that he does is that fucking Philly heart, dude. Paul, there's something to be said for that gritty motherfucker. Yes. Uh, and now Kahib obviously retains the title. Dustin Poirier did the same thing that the last three fighters have done. And I don't know how to get out of your shit, so... I'm going to give you my back so you can finish this shit. Yeah, just just finish on my stomach, you know, whatever. Just get it over with. I mean, that's what these guys do. And, you, and when you watch it, you can't blame them, but it does make you look back at guys like Raging Al and have a whole nother level of love for them that he went the distance with a bear like Khabib on short notice. Just incredible. But I watched the fight... And Poirier just couldn't get comfortable. Khabib does that to people. I mean, I have to say, to me, he's the most dominant. To me, he's the most dominant fighter that I've ever watched where I've been like, how does anyone beat him? You have to, you have to knock him out. I guess. But, but <laughs> he's only been even touched really twice. Michael Johnson wobbled him. And then paid the price for the rest of the five rounds badly. And Poirier rocked uh, Khabib kind of in the second. Uh, touched him good. Wobbled him. But when Khabib's so programmed from his father just making him a Terminator his whole childhood, that he has a button. When someone touches his chin, even if his legs go, they go to a shot. So... <laughs> He's just programmed. Okay, I took a shot and I'm down around both your legs. And then I'm going to recover while I've got my head pressure on you and I feel like I weigh 300 pounds. <laughs> it's unfair almost. But with Poirier, Poirier had the guillotine, bro. Uh, he had a good guillotine sunk in but just, didn't pull guard. He just kept one leg over. Really? Yeah, he didn't pull guard. And Dustin's talked about it afterwards too. And I called it when we were watching. I was like, fucking pull him into your guard because you got to have that leverage Khabib's so strong and you could see Khabib flexing his neck muscles which this is you kind of have to have ever practiced jujitsu and I know you have so you know what it's like to be choked I know what it's like it sucks really bad and the really good ones the wrestlers kind of are at home in that shit where I never I hated it I always hated it but wrestlers can be like oh shit go ahead squeeze all I need is one millimeter to stay breathing. They don't freak out. And Khabib never freaked out. And then he hopped over the leg because Dustin didn't have him in full guard and took the pressure off and then beat him to death and took his back and finished him. That is actually what got me in jiu-jitsu was a guillotine. I put on somebody that put him to sleep. <sighs> Man, my first MMA practice, I got put to sleep with a old backyard bulldog choke. That was just garbage. Uh, my general manager of a lumber yard that I worked at for our Christmas party at it was just at the the building that we worked at. 
no family was there. It was just us. Like a, it was like a Friday night or something. And me and the engineer manager, like same like us. Like you know, we were interested in the sport. We talk about this shit. Yeah. And he's he was training like amateur shit to do kickboxing matches, and, and uh, I I don't know. I I've been studying since I was a kid. Different shit. Never always mm-hmm. at a gym, but always still practicing different shit. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let's wrestle. So my general manager separated tables, gave us like a a square that we could work in. And I took, <laughs> took him down and then scrambled, wrapped him up, choked him out. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe I should do this stuff for fun. And then signed up for jujitsu. Nice. Telling you, it works, man. The shit is uh, legit. I'm a huge, uh, huge fan of it. But it shows you that wrestling to me beats jujitsu and i hate to say that because i'm i love jujitsu but dustin poirier is a black belt a very respected black belt very very respected and that shit had no answer for wrestling bears when you were 10 i mean it's just different there's not, you know, it's fucking crazy how good Khabib is, you know, and, and that the, my whole point is why I think that Tony has a shot is from the bottom. Tony loves that shit. He is OK there. Like it's it's kind of his whole base and he will cut Khabib from the bottom with his elbow. So if Khabib, I think Khabib won't want to stay on top of Tony, because if you stay on top of Tony, you're going to get elbowed from the bottom the whole time and he never gets tired he's just gonna be yeah you know yamming out cutting khabib's eyebrow cutting his hairline with these razor blade elbows and he'll be a bloody mess it's up to him i mean it's what he did that's how that's exactly what he did to pettis when pettis took him down (laughs) yeah it's you it's funny to see the meme of all of tony's last fights and how fucked up their face are how bloody, dude. He makes him a bloody mess. What he did to Cowboy. <laughs> uh, I think the last nine fights that he's had are all... I mean, they look fucked up. All dude, el- nothing makes more surface flesh wounds than elbows. And Tony is the master, dude. And from the bottom... Like Paul Felder, he cut Barboza from the bottom yeah. with an elbow. That's what cut yeah. and opened up Barboza in their fight. People are learning that from the bottom, just start raining elbows because eventually the guy on top is going to be like, this shit sucks. Yeah, you, I know I'm getting off shots, but I'm pouring blood. Right. You got to work from the bottom. That was, uh, yeah. you remember Charles Oliveira? Yeah. That was, hell yeah, I do. He was one of my favorite fighters for a while just because watching him fight, that dude never fucking stopped. No, he doesn't. He just never stopped fucking moving. And there was a, even a, a, a fucking dude before him in WEC, that same kind of style. Um, oh fuck, dude! I'm telling I'm you though, blanking on the <coughs> Miguel the Tor- elbows. Miguel Torres. Yep, I know what you're talking about. You're exactly right. Stay and busy, top, bottom, gets a cage on the ground, always moving. If you want to see how it can change a fight, though, just go back and look at the highlights. Google Paul Felder elbows from the bottom. They're going to show where you could see it on Barboza's face. He takes an elbow to his brow and you can see the light bulb go on his head like this sucks. Nope. I'm going to leave this dominant position because I'm paying the price. 
And that's what you do. I mean, if you attack from the bottom, I've never understood why guys stay complacent in the bottom. It's another reason why I like the Diaz brothers. They'll punch from the bottom. Punch, jabs, hooks. They're going to throw you know, their pitter-patter that starts to wear on you yep. from the bottom. But I felt bad for Poirier because I do love Dustin. I love him as a person. I think he's a, the model. If you want your kids he, to follow, you know, MMA or, or be after somebody, I mean, his charity work is on, you know, it speaks for itself. He's the good guy. We've seen him grow up. Yeah, we've seen him grow up in the, in the fight game from his uh, documentary. I don't know if you watched it, but Fightville. No, how was it? Have you seen it? I'm going to take this shit Dude, out. Check this shit out on Netflix. It was when he was 18. He was an amateur. They filmed a documentary on him as an up and comer. And I watched it when he, you know, he's been in the game ever since. Watch that shit. You'll love it. Oh, I have to check that out. My my problem with Poirier stemmed just from his cowboy fight. Mm-hmm. That shit turned me off. That dude fucking laid there and got kicked in the ass. And God, he sure did. He got spanked. And after that, it was like, I don't know. I did not, after that, I did not give him the respect. And maybe that's, maybe a lot of people didn't. That's what drove him to get to where he was at. Yeah. Because because he was on a tear since then. Yeah. But that was a hard fight to watch where he's just kicking him in the ass, telling him to get up, and he's just laying there. Yeah, it was like watching a kid get a spanking. I remember watching it. I was like, damn, Cowboy just took his belt off. Like, he basically just took his belt off and spanking him <laughs> so in front of the whole world. So, where he wanted to go to the ground, he was welcome to go to the ground in that fight. It's it's interesting to see him not do that with Kahib. It almost makes you look at, like, I mean, even Connor, dude. Right? People, you know, talk shit. Connor obviously has no ground game. Nate fucking just flipped same thing, flipped him over and and, and took him, right? He yep. he worked on his uh takedown defense, did a little bit better, at least stuff in the takedown. But still by the end of the day you like he mauls you enough to you get over it and you're like, All right, dude, I'm fucking done, man. Let's just let's, I can't get out of this. No, and Khabib does the he doesn't have to be directly behind you to get a rear naked choke like other guys. He'll do the old uh like you know, jaw shoes. crusher where he can yeah. be beside you and he'll just start crushing your jaw until you make a move because <laughs> that hurts. And then he gets under your chin. Like, so it's pick your poison. And then you eventually like most normal people, you raise your chin up and you're like, please just take me like, just let's get this done. Cause I haven't seen anyone fight Khabib and go out on their sword and go to sleep. They all tap immediately. Like they just wait for it to get on the throat. And then they're like, <laughs> well, how can you not, man? He's, he's I shit. know. It's crazy. I can't imagine what his squeeze is like. Just death. And good luck if he's got his dad in the stadium. Yeah. Good luck because uh, his dad will put cigarettes out on him if he loses. So good luck beating him with his dad in attendance. It's crazy that his dad has a hard time coming here. I know. I mean, I guess it I get because he has ties to whatever bullshit but kgb but he's coming to watch his fucking kid fight man i agree i mean there's too many eyes on him to do anything crazy i said let the guy come watch his kid fight uh what would be your favorite fight 
fantasy scenario. Like if you could manipulate shit to create a series of fights with one person as your main person to move, what would you do? <sighs> That's interesting. Um, I mean, in a perfect world for me, I would like to see. I would like to see Nate beat Jorge, and then uh, get to fight Khabib with the contingency that GSP come back and fight Nick again on the same card. Dude, that's a good Just one. Just because. Because I would love that. I, I need to see Nick fight one more time. I don't know if it'll happen. I doubt it'll happen. But Nick was my guy, dude. I miss him. I want to see him come back and scrap. When he laid down for Anderson. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he just laid down in the octagon. I was like, dude. Is, and what'd you think about uh, Nick Diaz smoking that damn CBD joint <laughs> at his uh, <laughs> open workout like a gangster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the same thing that I do. I smoke uh, CBD joints because they're amazingly <laughs> inflammation. <laughs> they're they're so beneficial. I mean, they they actually probably would be, but you know. I agree, uh, dude. That's a good. One. I would love to see Nick fight again, and I thought he was going to when he first they started coming back. No, let me the news. Hang on, let me change that because I think you'll like this better. Scrap the George thing. I want to see Nate beat Jorge in a bloodbath. Go on to fight Khabib, and Connor have to fight Nick. That's what I want. The only, uh, 170, though? Or what do you, I mean, Nick's what, 185? He's Dude, Nick has never, ever missed weight. He's fought as low as 155. They can meet him, fight at 165. Be the first 165. Connor and Nick Diaz, baby. That is, on the same card as as Nate fighting Khabib. That, I'd have a boner the size of Texas. That is the the division to make the 165. Yeah, I, think, I agree. I think that would be freaking dope. What's yours? Uh, What's your dream scenario? Uh, well, now that Stipe took back the title, or even before, I, I want to see Jones move up. You already walk around at 225, 235. Stay at that yeah. weight. You're gonna be you're gonna be faster still with the power. Although over his last fight, I'm more kind of nervous with them leg kicks because, kind of like Nate, you fuck up his legs and he's not gonna be able mm-hmm. to do much. Well, I mean nobody really. You fuck up their legs and and they're done. But yeah, but he's got extra thin legs. So thin. <laughs> For, Jeez, Louise, the, guy has no legs. No, <laughs> there's no leg day. I mean, but he's so <laughs> tall. That's why. Dude, uh, but his calves don't exist. <laughs> But I'd like to fight. I want to see Jones fight DC at heavyweight and shut him down. Fight Stipe for the title. With Rumble coming back, dude, I want Rumble to come in, fight Jones because that's a fight that we I've talked about before. Uh, Rumble retired way back when Rumble was talking about fighting him. It could just never get there. Like it just it never happened because John got into trouble. Yep, I agree, with, dude. I've I've always creamed for that fight. And honestly, I think at heavyweight, Rumble beats Jones. And that's the only heavyweight I think that Rumble beats. I think Rumble loses to DC, loses to Stipe, but he can beat Jones for some reason in a heavyweight fight. Uh, So, yeah, Rumble would win or get the title shot, win, uh, 
fight Jones. Breaks him, just because he's. I. I he's he's like. You'd have to Hulk. knock his head off. <laughs> he, yeah, he for sure. Hulk, uh, fighting a little skinny like Loki, just smashing him around and shit by his legs, his skinny legs. Gets the belt, and then I want to see Nganu fight. <laughs> Rumble as the two biggest motherfuckers ever. Dude, that would. What scares me about that is that would be a damn uh, Derek Lewis Zingano fight where they're both such beasts that nobody pulls the trigger. That is true. Because that would be fire. I mean, I say sign them and say if y'all aren't throwing heat by 30 seconds in, you're both released. <laughs> so they'll get out there and throw smoke. Because what a fight that would be. I would have to think after Nganu's last, um, I mean, his last fight, he, he's he been throwing hands ever since that. Oh, he has. Absolutely, fight. he has. But I'm, I'm sure that Stipe fight fucking shook him, and that's why he wants the title shot again. But if you're going to go demanding it, you might as well go through Rumble before you get there, right? Like, uh, if you got a set of nuts on you like you say you do, go ahead and fight Rumble at heavyweight. Let's see what you got. Right. But what do you? I love that. But what do you do with Stipe in the meantime? He's got to fight somebody, right? Or you only have to fight once a year. And Gano could fight at the end of the year if maybe the beginning of next I mean, year, depending on how fast Rumble gets into that that drug program. I think it's four months, right? Yeah, but I'm all about these. Who gives a fuck about the belts anymore? Like, yeah. like the Jorge Nate fight, I think is going to set a new president and show these fighters you can get paid and not have to be the fucking belt holder because the belt holders kind of are jokes they hand out all these interims so nice. fuck that make these super fights because nganu and rumble i don't give a fuck with belt or no belt everyone wants to see that fucking crazy show mm. yeah. on earth you know and these guys to give them a little power say fuck the belt i'd rather fight rumble and everyone want to watch and t- trust me, I think that if Nate and Jorge do well, like me and you both think they will, that a lot of people will start doing this, saying fuck the belt. Until they make them worth something again, I say to everybody take their super fights. Yeah, because you can get in a room and then stripped of your inner room before fighting, and then if the if Usman fights somebody else before Covington, Covington's got no the interim belt. What the fuck is that? Like it, it's it gets messy. I could see Dana letting Nganu and Rumble fight for an interim heavyweight belt and then have Stipe and DC sign to do their rubber match just to give it some hype. Like that, to me, that would be the smartest thing he could do. Yeah. And it fits your little, like your dream scenario. I, I would be cool with all that. Hell yeah. That it would also work. Sti- that- if Rumble, they do get the the uh, rubber match. Say DC wins, most likely probably retire after that, right? He's not going to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. And then you get um, the winner of Rumble and Ganu fighting Stipe for the the actual yeah, to unify just, the belts. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that would fucking actually work a lot. So they should probably just do that. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. Fuck. Yeah. Uh... There's a UFC fight night. Are we streaming Saturday? Um, right now we are. I've got one possible thing at work that might throw a hiccup in. I'll know more tomorrow. I'll find out. 
and uh, let you know. But right now, yeah, we've had that plan for a while to do the yeah. uh, buddy beatdown. I'm not going to miss that fight. I mean, I know you're not. No. It's free. Free on ESPN+. Plus. You get <laughs> Cowboy Cerrone versus Justin Gaethje. That's going to be that a doesn't give you a, If that doesn't give you a damn MMA hard-on, nothing will. That's going to be a... And what's weird is you haven't heard a fucking thing out of Cowboy. He has been serious in camp I, you have to, after taking that beating from Tony. Yeah, yeah. Is it oh, – do you think it's too fast for him to fight? Not in the Cowboy sense. Like, of course, he likes to fight a lot and repeatedly throughout the year get that paper. But after that fight, is it – Yeah, like my, my – my like humane side, yes, because he took a lot of headshots from Tony. It wasn't like a normal cowboy fight where maybe he, it was grueling, but he there was no visible like he took head trauma in that fight with Tony. I mean, his eyes were closed. He smashed his nose. I mean, yeah, I'd like to see him take, but that's not the cowboy way, and you, I, I respect it. But he's crazy bastard. Uh, worst nose break, Cowboy Cerrone or Mike Perry. Mike Perry, that was disgusting, bro. That nose would have fallen off. If it could have, his nose was going to fall off. Uh, what a fucking <laughs> nose break. I'm glad you brought that up. I almost vomited. Dude, that is, yeah. <laughs> that is almost Dude. as bad as, like, Koscheck's eye. Actually, I, I think mean, it was worse. it's worse. It's, it's definitely worse, but that's, like, up there with that is the other injury that I think of the most with uh, GSP crushing Koscheck's eye with just jabs. Yeah. Mike, oh, yeah, it was gross. Mike Perry's nose. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. I don't even know you. your face could move like that. No, no one does. <laughs> I mean, that nose, when he turned around and he took it like a champ, like what a fucking gangster. Because, I mean, besides the commentary guys throwing up the minute that he turned and they could see it. Like, they were like, holy God, that's the worst nose fracture. And his nose was laying over here. It was so bad. And, I mean, they did surgery on his nose like 10 minutes after the fight. Like, that's how bad it was. They didn't, like, wait two days. He went into surgery from the damn center. And I don't know if that nose. The next worst (laughs) to his nose was Rory McDonald's in the Lawler fight. Yeah. You know, Rory's nose was pretty crushed, but it was straight crushed. It was crushed like just flat, flat, where Mike Perry's nose was gone <laughs> off of his face. It was in his cheek over here. It was so weird. Uh, it's like your kid playing with Mr. Potato Head. Oh, the nose goes in the ear. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Uh, but yeah, but <laughs> dude, I got I've got a, a couple of uh, listener questions that hit me up on Instagram. You want me? You mind if I run them by you real quick? No, a couple of them. All right, the first one is uh, they want to know what is Joe B's favorite MMA fight of all time and why? Ooh. Damn. So many. That's a good question. Uh, The first fight that turned me on to Jones is when he fought Brandon Vera. And he was was on top of him, hit him with fucking elbows and cracked his eye socket. That, That one. Actually, that whole card was really good. Uh it was like their first time uh, pay-per-view or it wasn't even pay-per-view they were shooting it on like Versus or some other channel where WC was yeah like it, was, it was just a weird event uh, damn so many 
Yeah, my the favorite fight I've ever watched in like with my eyes was Lawler Roy McDonald. Dude, what a fight! It was a war for the ages. It's one that made me like realize how much tougher those guys are than me. Like both of them, it was just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the GSP Koscheck one, that one was. I've, that was a great fight. I've never seen anything like that. Where he just jabbed somebody for five fucking rounds and just murked him. Like, I was a big GSP fan. I think he's one of the ones that got me into MMA. Yeah. Well, what about old uh, Bonner and Forrest Griffin? The one that, tough one. Yeah, the one that said it That off launched for, the sport. Uh, <laughs> launched the whole sport, really, yeah. Have you ever went back and watched that whole fight? Not recently. It's been quite some time, but that's where the UFC Fight Pass comes in handy. God, dude, what a fight. I go back and watch. That fight still holds up and just fucking nuts. You know both guys lost 10 years off their life in that fight. Yes, but you have to appreciate Forrest because he's still around in commercials. He is. ESPN fucking Forrest. Yeah, he he's funny as fuck. He's always been funny. Uh, he, I think he was like one of my wife's. Like She, she liked him as a fighter out of uh, – she doesn't follow a sport as heavy as I do but yeah. uh, going into it where she she'll pick people per their personalities if they're not cocky they're nice she likes Forrest a lot for <laughs> for how he is I think all women do Brooke loved him too but he was also a cop in Athens Georgia where she went to college while she was in college he was a cop at on campus I think one of my favorite fights is fucking Nate Diaz versus um, the Irish hand grenade Oh, shit. What's his fucking name? Uh, Is it Brad? No. It's a Mark? No. He's from Maine. Or at least he fought out of Maine. God damn it. Fuck, I know. Connor beat him, too. Connor beat that same guy. Um, Fuck, that's killing me. I don't know. I know who you're talking about, though. I Marcus, know that Marcus fight. Allen? No. No. Marcus Davis. Yep. Uh, That's it. That was where I was at in Boston. I watched that fight live in Boston. That's where I meet. I met Gabriel Gonzaga, and Nate beat the fuck out of Marcus yes, Davis. Yes, he did. And then was in the stands on the other side, <laughs> like in the crowd after the fight, after he got changed and shit. That was fucking dope. That's probably my favorite fight. Let me tell you a story real quick about Nick Diaz. He came here to Atlanta and did a uh, seminar. And I didn't go to it, but one of my buddies did that I worked with. And he told me no one has ever been higher than Nick Diaz was during that seminar. (laughs) He said he was so high, like beyond the, Uh, like, medicated high. like, Like, he was useless. He was so high. Which has just always made me laugh because those guys, I can't imagine how much weed they smoke. Uh, what's your other question? Uh, the other one is, uh, it's another one for you. How sad is the BJ Penn story to you? That one hurts. That's watching that, that knockout video where he got knocked out on the street and even his last couple of fights, like, you stop fighting, quit. I know it's hard. <laughs> just train. On, you live on Hawaii, bro. Like, you live on a tropical island. Where you're, you're all set, dude. Just 
do your schools, relax, retire, settle down. Watching that, yeah, um, what was the f- the young dude that was coming up that like kicked the shit out of him? I- well, Ryan Hall ripped his leg apart and tapped him real quick. Yes, in his uh, last fight, merciful, mercifully. Yeah, but, yeah, he just submitted him quick. Yeah, uh, I it's sad. No, he fought Guida last. He fought Guida last. And he, he lasted to a decision, but Guida beat the dog shit out of him. Oh, I mean, Guida scraps. I don't... I don't. Yeah, but check this out. Can you believe that the prodigy, BJ Penn, has run his record to 16 and 14? Should have... Because he's fought too long? Yeah. Should have just left. Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't get that, like, they let it happen. You could see... There's got to be some safety for the fan, like none of the, or for the fighter. None of that could be good. Letting them fight, no. like the Ortiz in in um, Liddell. Why are you letting that shit happen? I don't know. Dana tried not to. Like people gave Dana shit for trying to block Chuck from fighting, but Dana loves Chuck, and he did that out of love because he knew what was going to happen. And Chuck got knocked out from a fart punch that barely <laughs> touched him. I mean. <laughs> You know, they were best friends, Dana and Chuck. So if anyone knew, the fact that they sanctioned Chuck to fight again really pisses me off. And it bothers me, you got a great point here, that commissions keep sanctioning BJ. Because how the fuck can you let the prodigy become a 500 journeyman fighter? It blows my fucking mind. He went from a, in 1997, BJ Penn started training jiu-jitsu, was a black belt under Ralph Gracie by the year 2000. Three years. It takes guys 15 years to become a black belt in, in jiu-jitsu under a Gracie. And he did it in three. And then he won the Worlds, the first American to win Worlds in 2000. And then he fought all the way up to heavyweight. And then they let him become a joke? It pisses me off. He should have stopped after he lost to Edgar. Agreed. That, That's that, And he, be a legend. Yeah. After the the second the second loss to Edgar after the rematch, just call it, bro. Like you've you were done. He got knocked out in that video you're talking about by a guy that looks like me or you, like just me or you. It could be either one of us. Knocked him the fuck out hard. <laughs> Sleepy time, like, and it yeah. could have killed him with the way his head hit the concrete. It's not good. And nobody likes that look. When you're 40-something and you're street fighting, it's never cool. I don't care what you say. I can tell you not it's cool. not cool. I've been in them situations <laughs> where I knew it wasn't cool. And I've been <laughs> a cause of some of them. Not cause, <sighs> but I, whatever. Swung first. Yeah. It was dumb. Uh, I do have one question that was from last week that we obviously yeah. did not get a chance to uh, answer from Mr. Qu- Chris Wetzke of the Hashtag No Offense Show. I know he used to watch it back in the day and is not into the sport as much as he was back then. There's so many fighters now. You don't have the personalities that you have back then. The And I, I've known uh, another kid that I knew in Pennsylvania. Same kind of thing. Like He looked to the beginning of the sport where fighters were just warriors. It was just all out grit. We're we're gonna fucking die right here and pull out all the stops. You had those personalities, and now you don't have that. So, he's wondering, 
how can he get back into the sport and get excited for a card? Mm, that's a great uh, question. And that's one that I think the community as a whole needs to answer to if they ever want to take this sport. The next step is recapturing the guys like Chris Wutsky that were fans kind of drifted away when it became too mainstream and honestly, I think the best answer, you nailed it early in the show. Maybe start some of these fucking uh, inorganizational tournaments, old school style, and do them in Japan where nobody gives a fuck about the rules, you know, where they expect you to bleed and fucking, and expose some of these guys that have become soft, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll flush themselves out of the tournament, you know. I, I like a, I love your idea. Bellator UFC, and not just a one-time promotion. I say run a tournament together of some sort. Have something that's that shocks people again. Like make somebody let someone fight multiple times in one night. The things that made these guys superheroes were when guys like Alistair Overeem were winning these fucking uh, K1 championships and fighting three times in one night to win a belt. Like shit that stretched our minds. You know, they're bleeding and still fighting again that same night. We got to do something to push it. This has become, we've become desensitized to the regular UFC, like the kind of part-time fans that something's got to bring everyone back and it's kind of got to be something shocking. So that is a good, that'd be my take. Uh, uh, John B in the chat says Akumite. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, we've also had oh, yeah. DJ and Almi and Wayne, obviously in the chat because we are live on the civilized creatures facebook page yeah i want to try to i'd like to see about getting us like a a youtube page we'll talk about that just for this show that's easier to link up to instagram i got a lot of people on instagram that keep asking me like i don't have facebook all right well we'll talk about that off there we'll get yeah (laughs) going on the, the next shit uh let's do it I think to get back into the sport after that you've uh, stepped away from it for whatever reason, whatever your choice is, is listen to podcasts or shows about MMA. They will teach you the fighters that you're not going to know, and maybe one of them will catch your ear by the way that they talk about them. And I'm not talking about just our show. Like, figure out what shows that fires on. Ariel Hawani puts on a great show. I'm not... I'm not saying mm-hmm. obviously come here because we're fucking awesome and we're us, but to get the more in depth shit, I would listen to some MMA shows, and that way you start to learn about people, and you're like, oh fuck, dude, that's that dude sounds awesome. Let me go check that dude out. That's a great point. Ariel does a really good job of uh, bringing on so many of these fighters to let try to tell their story because uh, just like you're saying, people got to get vested in stories again. Uh, they're not they're not building the fighters to the same way where you got invested in their story. Connor, again, is the last one to do that for himself. He made everyone do it by his own fucking drive. Like you, you eventually you had to buy in to learn about Connor cause yeah, he was going to make sure of it. Yeah, no, he's definitely used a uh, promotion for his advantage with all the different shit that he's done that I think other fighters need to, you're your own contractor, right? That's how they, you're not an employee, you're a contractor. So it's up to you to go out there and get yourself into stuff that they're not getting into. 
yeah, because of Reebok, you can't wear them on your shorts, but I don't think it holds you from becoming the, I don't know, Porter Cable powerful drill representative because your hands <laughs> yeah. are a drill or some shit. For sure, you can. But social media should be your friend. Paige Van Zandt has, makes a lot more money off of Instagram than she does for fighting. Boom. Absolutely. Uh, well, this was fun, brother. Shit, I loved it. Hell yeah, man. Fuck it. Uh, it's hard not to go along with these things. There's so much shit to talk about. I know. It's crazy. Uh, especially missing the uh, show. But every, if you haven't caught on, we are throwing smoke. Twice a month, you can hear us rip some shit on some MMA. Uh, it was going to be a half hour. It's probably going to be like an hour every time because it's just, there's probably, so much shit yep. to talk about. And we're passionate about the sport uh uncle randy where can they find you sir uh you can find us at uh married as fuck on twitter uh civilized creatures podcast network on facebook or the married af uh facebook page and uh throwing smoke baby i'm telling you that we're gonna keep uh keep making these better and better i'll go with you dialing into an hour uh next time you hear us hopefully we'll be streaming live uh saturday for the Cerrone fight but after that, I'm sure our whole episode will be diving into that card or a good bit of it. So hell yeah, I am. Who are you taking, Gaethje or uh, Cowboy? Real quick, I'm going to take Cowboy. Gaethje. All right, boom. Fuck yeah. Right. Uh, I it. am Joe B. You can find me on any podcast. Like I said earlier, live every Wednesday on the Any Podcast YouTube channel. Tomorrow night, if you're there, I got DJ from the Untrained Eye from the Civilized Creatures Network. If not. Audio Check drops right after the audio for this will come out probably around Thursday. So you can check us out there. And that's it, baby. It was fun, dude. I fucking I'm loving it. I love diving into it. It Beautiful. gives me something to do in research. I'm a fan. All right, guys. Well, we will uh, see you guys soon and be looking for uh, this to drop on uh, Inner Circle uh, Sports. Right, Jeff? That's where this will drop. Yes, sir. It'll be on the Inner Circle Presents uh podcast feed cool beautiful all right y'all we'll holler at y'all soon yeah peace peace